Hello, and welcome to another episode of Music Advice. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. How are you doing? I hope that your week is turning out to be all that you hoped it to be. Um, I don't know what part of the world you're living in, but I do hope that you are taking advantage of these last few days of summer. As many of you know, I live in Madison, Alabama, and even though it's very hot here, I am very thankful for the weather that we have been having. With that being said, my heart goes out to the people in the Bahamas and to the residents of North and South Carolina who were affected by Hurricane Dorian. I was watching the news this morning, and so many residents of the Bahamas are still trying to recover from the devastation of the storm. Many residents are having to be rescued from the island that they lived on, and just dealing with the death of family members and friends who lost their lives in this storm has to be quite traumatic for them. It really saddens me to see how people lost their homes and lives in this storm. And my prayers and thoughts are with the people in the Bahamas, along with everyone who are affected by Hurricane Dorian. For the past couple of weeks, I have officially joined the Entrepreneur's Workforce. Um, On last week's episode of the podcast, I think I told you guys how I quit my job so that I could commit more time to podcasting, sync licensing, and finally opening up the store, the Music and Vibe store. Well, this week is my third week of working from home. And guys, guess what? I am loving it. Now, I have to be honest. At first, I was a little suspect. I was like, I don't know if I can do this because when I was working, I tried to test it out. So there were days when I took off from work with the intent of working from home and nothing got done. Like, I didn't do anything on my list. I just watched television. I took naps. I did listen to music. I may have written a song or two, but all right, for the most part, I did no work. So because I did not have a track record of actually working from home, I was a little skeptical about whether I would be able to work from home. This go around comes just like, Kiana, listen, you're not working anymore. You need to work from home because this is your job. I didn't know if I could do it, but let me just tell you, I have been able to do it. Now this week, which is my third week of working from home, And I think that I have been more productive this week because I'm getting into the flow of things. Now, next month, I do plan to begin working at the co-working space next month. But for now, it's pretty much just me sitting on my couch working on my laptop. Or it's me um, going to the library and working on my laptop. I'm proud to say that I have not spent my days watching television. I have not even taken naps, which are two of my two favorite pastimes. But instead, I have been working. I absolutely love the freedom that working from home gives you. Um, I like being able to take my kids to school, go to the gym, and then come home and work, and then pick them up. I love that. And it's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. I think the my daughters are... Um, I think they like it too, because now when I pick them up from school, all right, I am spoiling spoiling them a little bit because I bring them a snack and some water, and I think they're getting used to this. So I am loving working from home. I think the kids are liking it, and it just makes things so much better. Now, this week, working from home did not go as planned, but you know, such is life. So... Here's the story. On Monday, when I sat down at 9 o'clock to begin working, because I gave myself work hours, and it's from like 9 to 2. And I did that so I can work while the kids are in school, and then when they get home, pick them up. Because you know, once you pick your kids up from school, you're not going to get anything done. So, I have like a five-hour work day. But I get so much accomplished. Anyway, 
yes or Monday I sat down and I tried to begin working but when I started to work I found out that my laptop was in the middle of an update let's just say a very long update that lasted for two long hours yeah I didn't get to get on my laptop until 11 o'clock now I do think part of this could have been my fault because I hate updates and I hate when my laptop update and I hate updating my laptop so when they send me the reminder to update my laptop I don't do it I just go um, remind me later and I keep doing it over and over so I did this for a month and finally yesterday I think it's the computer had a mind of its own it was just like you know what she's never gonna update me I'm just gonna do it myself because seriously when I logged on to my laptop it was updating so it updated for two hours I'm thinking maybe if I had not waited so long it might not have taken that long but who knows it's a laptop so anyway it updated is done now so I should be good but during the time that I was um that the laptop was updating I was still able to be productive with my time I used my cell phone to research things and instead of using my laptop to type things out I sat down and I just used paper and pen to write things out so work still got done during this very long update I was talking to a couple of people from my church who also work from home and we were talking about how we either have to leave our house so that we can get work done or we have to have a room in the house or an office where we can go into so that people will not bother us when we are working. Now I'm finding out that it's not as easy to work from home as you would think and it's not because of me. I know I can work from home. It is because of my wonderful family who think that just because I'm home that I'm not doing anything else. My kids were like, Mom, why can't you come pick me up if I do this? How come I can't get off from school early? Why won't you do this? You're not doing anything. You're just at home. And I'm just like, guys, I am working. And it's not just them. My wonderful stepkids It's just like, hey, could you take me here? Could you do this? I'm just like, um, I'm working. So apparently this is just not a me problem. It's a problem that even people at my church are having. And these are just people who work from home. They have the same problem. And it seemed like everybody who I talked to who works from home, they have the problem that people don't think we're working because we are at home. So my question of the week, and it's for all of these entrepreneurs and all of my entrepreneurs out there who are listening to the podcast or just anyone who's currently working from home or who have worked from home in the past. How do you help your family understand that even though you are home, you are still working? Any suggestions that you have would really be helpful because if you have any advice for me, I would love to know. So just head over to the Music and Vibes Facebook page and message me your advice. Now guys, I promise I'm going to try to put the link to the Facebook page in the show notes so that it will be easier for you to do. And you can just email me or message me any suggestions you have of what I can do so that people will know I'm home, but I'm still working. Anything you have to tell me, any advice, I would definitely love to hear from you. Today on the podcast, I would love to talk to you about the topic of how our parents' relationships 
affect us. And I find this to be fascinating because you never think that your parents' relationship will affect you. But I just want to let you know that our parents' relationships can and do affect us. Now, for all of you out there who are having a hard time finding a good, stable relationship, or for those of you who are clueless on what we should do to have a good, um, normal, healthy, and successful marriage, let me just tell you, it may not be your fault. And here's why. The majority of children in the United States have either grown up in a single-parent home or... Yeah, either a single mother home or a single father home. I don't want to forget the great dads out there who hold it down sometime as a single parent. Or they have experienced a divorce in their childhood. Some children like myself have experienced both of these events. My parents separated when I was 11 and my mother officially divorced my father when I was in my late teens. And during that time, I was raised by my mom in a single parent home. Now, what happened to me as a child is not uncommon because the majority of kids that I grew up with also grew up in a single-parent home. There was maybe one or two kids in my school who were living with both their parents. And that says a lot because I went to a very small church school and all the kids from this church school went to my church. I think there may have been... um, I don't know, 18 or 20 of us in the whole school from gate from grades 1 to 8. And even in this environment, the ratio of kids living with both parents versus the kids who grew up in single-parent families were like 17 to 3. So 3 were the kids who were living in homes with both mom and dad. The other 17 of us, we were in single-parent families. Now, sadly, things have not changed much since the late 90s and early 2000s. I'm not going to tell you guys the exact year, because if I did, you would probably figure out my age. So I'm not going to tell you. But what I will say is that since that time, not much has changed. Now, single-parent homes and blended families are the new normal. And unfortunately, we won't know how this new normal will affect this generation until they grow up. And I'm not saying that single-parent homes and blended family homes are bad. And I am not criticizing any of these homes because I do think that they are good and they have their pros. I mean, for example, I was raised in a single-parent home, and I'm currently a part of a blended family. And I have to say, a lot of good and responsible kids have been raised in these type of environments, and these kids have thrived. So single-parent homes and blended families are also some of the most loving environments to raise children in. So kudos to all of you single parents and people in blended families. Now, what I will mention is that With all the positive things that I said about growing up in a single-parent home and blended families, I now want to talk about how growing up in a single-parent home affected me when it comes to men and relationships. As a child, I was told by my mom and my aunt to get good grades, which is a good thing, and to go to college so that I can get a degree and have a good job which I would mention is also a good thing. But the reason I was encouraged to get my education and to get a good job was not because, okay, Kiana, you're smart, which I was and am, but it was more like, okay, you need to get a good job. You need to have an education because we don't want you to grow depending on a guy to take care of you. And the reason 
my mom felt this way because of things that happened to her in her marriage. Now, I did tell you that my parents separated when I was 11, but the reason they separated was because one day my dad just did not come home. Like, he literally just walked out and never came back, leaving my mom in a terrible financial situation and leaving her with terrible credit because he was the breadwinner of the family. Pretty much everything was in her name. And so when he left, he didn't pay anything. He didn't do anything. Her credit got messed up. And at the time, she did not have a job or a degree. She eventually did go back to school in her 40s to get a teaching degree so that she could provide for my sisters and I. But it took many years for her to get back on track financially. So when she told me to go to school, get an education, make sure I could take care of myself, I totally understand why she wanted my sisters and I to have an education and get a good job and be able to take care of ourselves because she wanted to prevent my sisters and I from going through what she went through. Now, even though her intentions and her advice were good, when you take this along with the experience of my father just walking out on his family, it made me feel like I could not trust men and that they were not trustworthy. This, in turn, had a huge impact on my marriage and put my husband in a situation where he had to prove to me that he was not like my dad, which was not fair to him at all. Finally, thanks to God and psychology, I was able to understand this about myself and then allow myself to heal and move on. But it wasn't until I became aware of this issue that I was able to work on it. Now, my sisters have also had problems with men in relationships because of the fact that our father did just walk out. And even though the effects have been different, you can see how their marriages were affected by this. Now, I know that we are not the only people affected by our parents' marriages and relationships. I'm sure that there are other people who can relate to what I'm saying. The crazy thing is that even children that grow up in two um, family homes, two parent families, they can also have a negative relationship modeled for them. And that is because being married does not mean that your children are immune from you or your husband being or from you or your wife regardless of how it goes your kids are not immune from you guys being a negative relationship role model for them i think the majority of us have had some amazing and loving parents who did not show us how to have a good relationship or even what a normal relationship looked like to be honest we can't even blame them for that because Everything that they learned about relationships, they learned from their parents and the things that their parents taught them. So whatever their parents taught them, if they if their parents did not model a good, healthy relationship or marriage for them, then they couldn't pass that down to us because they did not know what a good, healthy marriage or relationship looked like because it was not taught to them. So... The dysfunctional or the relationship dysfunction that we are experiencing is very hard to overcome. And it's hard to overcome because it's generational and it's something that was taught to us. Now, a lot of things going on in our relationships are normal to us because that's all we have seen and that's how all we've been taught. From the outside looking in, your relationship may seem very dysfunctional, but to you, it is normal. This is why it's possible for a woman who to constantly put up with a man who blatantly cheats on her and still stay with him because somewhere in her childhood she learned that he's just, either he's just being a man or that this is what men do. Somewhere in her childhood she learned that this type of behavior is normal 
for a man and should be accepted. Even though the majority of us know this type of behavior is not acceptable and should not be accepted, if that's all a young girl has seen or if that's all a boy has seen with his mom or a girl with her dad, that's what they're going to think is normal because that's all they have seen in their lives as children. The other day I was reading an article about Wendy Williams and the fallout from her recent divorce with her ex-husband. In this article she said, that she could deal with cheating and that this was not the first time that her husband cheated on her. But the only reason she divorced him was because he had a child with another woman. Now when I read that, I felt so sad for her. My heart went out to her because I couldn't help but wonder like where in her life was she taught? Where in her childhood was it modeled for her that this type of behavior was okay and that it should be accepted? It really saddened me to hear her say this, but I was glad that she had the courage to finally walk away from that situation. Did you know that both men and women alike pick their spouses based on how they were treated by their parents? Have you ever wondered why good girls pick bad boys or why good guys go after the girl that's going to take advantage of them? It's because they are responding to a relationship example modeled for them as a child. Whether good or bad, the relationships that were modeled for us as children has a major impact on our relationships now. Just think about it. What type of relationships were modeled for you? And how did it or does it affect your relationship? It's important for us to understand what type of relationships were modeled for us so that we can begin to work on our views of relationships and so that we can model good relationships for our children. In order to change the course of our children's relationships, we have to model good relationships for them so that they can know what a normal and healthy and good relationship is. But how do we do this when so many of us don't even know what a healthy relationship is? Because remember, our parents' relationships affect us in many ways and is ranging from our willingness to accept abusive behavior, how comfortable we are with intimacy, the way we handle conflict resolution, how we express our emotions, whether or not we exhibit controlling behaviors, how much independence we crave. It goes all, it goes through all of this and then ends and goes to how trusting we are of others. Now, if we don't want to pass on all this extra baggage to our children, because remember it's generational, so what our parents saw, they passed on down to us as far as normal, quote-unquote normal healthy relationships. And what they gave us, we're passing down to our children. But if once we recognize that this is not normal, this is not a healthy relationship, and it's not good for our kids, and if you don't want your child to have the same type of relationship woes that you are experiencing right now then we have to do something to change and it's never too late to change kids are resilient and if they see okay maybe mommy had a bad relationship at the beginning but she figured it out and she got it together and if you talk to them about these things then you have a high probability of helping your child have a positive relationship in their future now i'm not going to say that what they saw in the past didn't affect them because everything we see affects us but if you are able to get a hold on it now, then we can pass on positive relationships to our kids. Now, it's important that we do this because the way we begin to do this is to begin researching and then defining what a healthy relationship is. Because if you don't know what a healthy relationship is, how can you have one? So we have to just take it upon ourselves since we're kind of like at a learning curve and a big disadvantage. We need to 
we do some research and figure out what a healthy relationship is. There are several ways to go about doing this. Um, the first one I would suggest is to go get the help of a marriage counselor or just a regular counselor and talk to them about what how, your um, thoughts and views about relationships, why these thoughts and views were formed, and what you can do to change them. If you can't afford to go to a counselor, even though, thank God, they're starting to do like talk space and different things, but if you can't afford it for some reason, you can read books about marriage and understand how you should be treated and then adjust some of your expectations and if you can't afford to buy books you can always go to the library and that's free and you can read up on relationships you can also find a couple that you know who are in a healthy relationship and then ask them to mentor you and by doing that you're going to get an example of what a normal health I can't even say normal but more so a healthy relationship is so you can get someone to mentor you you can listen to podcasts which can also be helpful if you listen to podcasts on relationships you can attend seminars they may if you're if you go to church they may have seminars at church or you might be able to find seminars or webinars about relationships it's to find out what a healthy relationship is I would advise you first and foremost to see the marriage counselor or family counselor so that you can get clarification and to also work through your relationship ideas and issues. However, I do recognize, like I said earlier, that not everyone has the financial means to seek out a family counselor or therapist. This is why I have suggested other ways that would be helpful to you so that you can recognize and understand what a healthy relationship is and whether you're in a dating relationship or whether you're in marriage, you do need to know what healthy relationships is in context, in the context of both of these relationships. And by doing this, you will begin to ensure that we will model good and healthy relationships for our children. The last thing that you want to pass down to your kid is a view of a relationship that is not healthy. We all love our kids. We want for better for them than our parents gave us. And I think this is one way we can start to do that. We can give our kids better relationship examples than we got from our parents. So let's make that our goal this week to give our children better relationship models and to make sure that we have the relationships that our kids can look up to and be like, oh, this is what I want to do. I want someone like mommy or somebody like daddy or know what a healthy relationship is. Let's make our marriages, marriages or in relationships that our kids can learn from and look up to us for and also be able to model and have a successful relationships in their future. Now, the song that we're going to listen to today is called He's a Player. And it shows how our parents' relationships affect us in ways that we don't even understand all right so without further ado here's the song he's a player my daddy told me to be careful not to marry just any guy he wanted me Same thing that my daddy put my mama through. 
today i would love to thank our sponsors anique music and the music and vibes store for their continued support of the program anique music is a publishing company that represents all of the music heard here on the podcast thank you so much anique music for your sponsorship i would also like to thank our sponsor the music and vibes store now the music and vibes store is an online store that sells accessories and shoes that have flair fashion and they're going to make you the envy of all your friends the music and vibes store will be opening soon sometime within the next month i'll say so stay tuned to music and vibes to find out more details about this grand opening i just want to take the time to thank all of you guys for making this podcast possible thank you thank you thank you without you listening and sharing with your friends this podcast would not be where it is so thank you guys so much for making this podcast a success and thank you so much for spending time with me i truly love and appreciate all of you i love and appreciate all that you do And I just want to encourage you to continue to share this podcast with your friends and family. And I also want to remind you just to go to Apple Music and go to the Music and Vibes podcast. I'm going to try to remember to put this in show notes too. But if I don't, it is the Music and Vibes podcast. And just go there to subscribe, leave me a review for the show. And if you'd like to contact me, you can always connect with me on Instagram. My handle there is Music and Vibes. And I answer all of my DMs and comments. So if you leave me a message, I promise you I'll respond. And finally, you know you can always get in contact with me on the Music and Vibes Facebook page. So guys, can't wait to hear from you. I love you. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. And I can't wait to spend time with you again next week. But until then, have an amazing day and enjoy the rest of your week. Bye-bye.